Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Gather around, everybody. Listen up. I got a story to tell. Tell, tell. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Rico Lane, and thank you for checking in to the Blessed Money Podcast, where we help you build your relationship with Christ by sharing blessings and testimonies on Bible scriptures that is manifested in everyday people's lives like yourself. If you have ever found a Bible difficult to understand, struggle with your faith, or simply wonder why Christians believe the way that they do, then this podcast is definitely for you. I believe that if we can show you that the Bible is made real in our personal lives today, even though it was written so many years ago by so many different authors, then you just may change the way you view the Bible. It may even spark your curiosity on the Bible or Christ, and I know without a doubt, if you seek Christ, you will find him. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And oh yeah, don't forget, be a blessing and share your testimony. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus. I thank you for an opportunity for me to be used by you, Lord. I thank you for an opportunity to be a vessel to share your word. I pray that as I discuss your word, that it is all you and none of me. I also pray that the listeners' ears, their eyes, their hearts, and their minds are open so that they hear the truth, they know the truth, and they understand the truth. And anything that may not be the truth, I pray that you take it away from their memory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Tanya Miller, I am so excited when you um the fact that you reached out to me. The fact that you was like, hey, you know, uh, you want to be a guest on the show. And as I start reading your stuff, I'm like, man, it's an honor for me to have her on the show. I, you can definitely come on anytime you want to. And so I was kind of reading over the notes, getting prepared for the show, right? And then um, I noticed that we had a lot of things that's kind of in common. So one, you're an author, you know, uh, you got you got one or two books out. I have six. You have six books? Oh, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. All right, so you got six books out, right? I got one book out. I got I put one debut book out, so we both authors. Uh, also, you said you're, you're a coach. Uh, so me, I have a strong passion with coaching, so I'm, I'm very excited to be talking to a fellow coach. And then um, you're a speaker as well. That's something that I aspire to kind of get into a little bit more. Um, but then it says you're a strategist. And so for me, strategist is kind of one of those things where you hear it, but you don't really know what it is, at least for me. So you mind touching on what a strategist is? What, what does a strategist actually do? So honestly, for me, it's what a lot of what I do in corporate America. And then it's just a passion I have around organizations and leaderships. And so that's why I do it in this aspect for my business. But for me, a lot of times it's looking at either what you're trying to do or what you're already doing and seeing if there's anything that we need to tweak, if there's anything we need to improve. Or what is what you want as the leader, the founder, the owner or the leadership team is that being funneled down to the rest of the organization you know in the bible where it talks about you know the oil flowing down from uh yeah. moses beard yeah. to the rest of the folks and yeah. it, you know the time of israel is kind of the same thing like is it flowing down is it synthesizing is what's going on at the head in the heart in the feet in the toes you know what i'm saying and so a lot of times it's even doing that just making it plain to the people that are supporting or running with the vision if you will yeah so you know pull that out and strategize and make sure 
at, you know, the organization gets it, the leadership team gets it, and if not, how can we improve the message? How can we make the purpose clearer? How can they run with the vision? Yeah, man, I need something like that for social media, boy. I suck at social media, man. I'm still trying to get better at it. It's a learning progress. All right, cool. So then I was uh, reading further and it was just talking about, you were talking about how like uh, you were kind of customized to this podcast, but you have four popular, you have a couple popular topics that you normally talk about. And so one of them really touched on me that I kind of want you to kind of expound on before you get into your testimony is the uh, the four pillars of uh, TJM LLC. So you want to touch on those four pillars? Yes, so they're the four pillars of my business, my brand, but they're the four pillars of my life. And so those four pillars are kind of what I feel like anybody has. You know, they say you got to have a strong foundation. You, you can't build it on sand, you got to build it upon a rock. So, you know, <laughs> it's kind of that same thing. You know, passion is what ignites it. It's the fire. It's where at least you can hone in on what your purpose is. Because you can have a passion for a lot of stuff, but that doesn't mean that's your purpose. And so a lot of times I liken it to the roots of a tree. The passion is all down deep in you, but the purpose is what comes up out of you. And that's the tree trunk. And so the purpose, it was already there the whole time. It was what you were born with, but you may have had it buried, aka them roots. You may have had it underneath you. You may have had it to where you hadn't tapped in and tuned in, but it's going to spring forth. It's going to pull, it's going to let, it's going to, um, you know, like a tree trunk, it's stable, it's foundation, it's a, um, it's a, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, all those scriptures come to mind, it's a wheel in the middle of a wheel, <laughs> but seriously, oh, you know, that's where it is. It's, it's what comes out of you, and that's where there's the ability for literally the purpose to produce itself, and that's what I call the vision. Yeah. And so the vision is the tree limb, and you start to go and, like you said, strategize and put out a plan to, produce the purpose and, and see which ways it can flow. So like for you, you got a tree branch that's a, you doing work as an author. You got a tree branch that you're doing work as a podcast host. You got a tree branch that I'm sure more than likely you already doing major stuff in your church and community. So those are ways that the purpose is producing itself from the overarching thing of what your desire is, is to bring, number one, everybody that's a believer to bring others to Christ. And so there's definitely a more to that, but that's what it is, you know, as a general statement. And so then the destiny is what we all are working towards. So just like the roots are always there, the tree trunk is always there, the limbs come out, but you never see the fullness of the tree until all the fruit bears itself, all the leaves come out. And so that means we'll never see the fullness of what that tree is until we get to that end, we get to our makeup, we get to heaven, but we always working towards that destiny. We always working towards seeing the big picture and the understanding of how we fit in this world, how we're seen, how we're, how we're known, how we're used, basically producing our purpose and living out our purpose. And so I liken it to a tree as a visual example, but I also tell you that's your foundation. Like when you know your purpose, passion, vision, and destiny, you're able to have a firm foundation. And then when you are, then that's when you know that it's ever evolving. As you pull back layers of it, as you pull back more of who you are and understanding of it, more of it comes out. And so you literally, that's why I talked about the wheel in the middle of it, because you literally are going in that wheel. And it's the more you see your purpose, the more you 
find ways to produce the vision, the more you ultimately see the destiny. The more you see your destiny, the more you pull on them passions to see, is that something that I need to hone in on and let it be crystal clear. So, man, that's foundation. Man, that's sweet. I love it, man. And, and like you said, you, you were saying like a lot of scriptures coming back to mind. And you know, yeah. Jesus, he talks about how you know the heavenly Father, he's the he's the tree and he's the uh, trunk, and, and we're like the roots kind of growing off growing off of him. As long as we stay connected to him, we're good. But uh, yeah. and so I, I love the fact that you brought that in. I did. A, I recently did a sermon where I was kind of talking about that, and um, I was I can't remember exactly you know what all I said hopefully the Holy Spirit kind of can bring it back to my memory but basically I was talking about how everybody's purpose in life is to love God and love others that's that's all of our purpose right and then when we find our uh, and then God gives us all different gifts and I would even say different passions right and we're supposed to use those gifts use those passions to like you said lead people back to Christ and so whatever I'm good at wherever I'm gifted at or whatever I need to use that for my for the the main true purpose which is bringing people back to christ so and that could be anything so like people like us who like to coach or or speak or teach or whatever we use that gift to bring people back to christ but if i was a, a ball player for example you know i use that platform to bring people back to back to christ and, and save people in that arena and so I, I love the fact that you use uh the, the tree uh as part of your four pillars because again i think that just roots back to our creator man and that's that, that's awesome all right, so let's let's touch on these books real quick before we get into the testimony. So you got six books. I know you have one called like Mind Matters, and then I um I went on your Facebook page and I saw one that's like Things Mama Said or, or something to that. Mm-hmm. Things my, mama, my said. mama said. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. let's go. Let's, let's let's talk about that. Six books. What was that like? So it's three projects because with every book I do like a journal, a guide, a prayer journal, workbook because I feel like I'm speaking to you, encouraging you, motivating you in the book. And that's nice. And I got to get you to do that work too. I got to put you, how you put that action into place. And so that's where the coaching in me comes out. And so that's why with each project, I do a book and something to accompany accompany it to basically put you to work. I want you to just be like, oh, that was a great book. I'm like, and I'll be like, that's nice. I need you to go do this work that I talked about in this book. And journal too or get this workbook or get this prayer journal and so my matters is basically talking about being stuck you know a lot of people in 2020 are ready to throw in the towel because they stuck and they only want to deal with it no more but if anything you know know that you can figure out a way to get unstuck and back on purpose and so that's what I talked to you about getting out of your head jumping back into life because there's no reason to stay stuck when you can find tools you can find a way you can work through you can process what you're feeling and dealing with feel your feelings but then let's process it so we can go to the next level of what's waiting for you and so that's the book mind matters get out of your head and jump back into life and then the prayer the journal is called um the get your mind right journal like i said i'm gonna make i'm I'm gonna ask you some hard questions i'm gonna put you to work because i want you to get your mind right and then the second project is called things my mama said it's about love and life the love of our mom trying to teach us how to do life right and well so it's 20 things so it's crazy i'm just gonna be honest crazy stories (laughs) behind those things but the life lessons that we learned along the way. You got to give us one. You got to give us one of the sayings. What's what's one of the sayings? Can't leave. Well, honestly, yeah, well, honestly, there's two that are real, like, to me, like, real in a real way. 
because she taught us so early that it goes people like I'm always asking like saying where did you come with unapologetic I'd be like my mama and like what you mean I was like growing up she would tell us you are who you're supposed to be like I wish so many would hear that because there's so many that's 30, 40, 50 that don't know who they are is exactly who they're supposed to be called to be chosen to be. They're still trying to figure out and do what everybody else is doing. I know that who they are is exactly who they're supposed to be. So that's one. And then the second one that she would say is can't nobody beat you being you. And so when you know that you don't have to compare, you don't have to buy envy nobody, you don't have to be jealous of nobody, you don't have to be trying to follow after nobody and trying to see if you can mimic what's no. Can't nobody beat you being you when you know that there is no competition. At minimum is you against you. So what you gonna do about it? But no, nobody else can beat you being you. They beat you being you when you're not being yourself. Mm. And so those are definitely two that fundamentally speak to why I'm so serious about being unapologetic on purpose because when you know those two, the rest is history. Like, you know your purpose is yours and it's required of you and you got to be just that unapologetic about it. And so I did the book, Things My Mama Said, and then I did the prayer genre, Things My Mama Said. Mama Said there'd be days like this. And so mm-hmm. it's a prayer journal. She did some prayers in it. I did some prayers in it. Because listen, I, hey, I don't got kids, but I already know. <laughs> that book might help you out, but you got to need some prayers. Because sometimes, them, as my mom would say, them knuckleheads driving you crazy. Yeah. Or they ain't listening. Or they ain't, or they out here wilding out. And you're like, Lord, you better come get them before I get them. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes you need to go in your prayer closet. So we did a prayer journal for that. And then the third project, it's a mini book, actually. It's a mini series. A mini book and a mini, um, I think it's a guide or journal. But basically it's called the pro series. And the reason why it's called that is because sometimes people forget that there's a pro living on the inside of them. There, He already put provision in you. He already put mm. purpose in you. Everything is already in you. And so if it's a mini book, but it's actually like a, a mini affirmation book, like to remind you of those things that the provision is in you. It already was in you before you were born. You need to harness it, tap into it, and pull it on out because it's in there. And so that's the third um, project. And then a fourth one is coming too. So. Man, that is amazing. You definitely got me motivated to start working on my next one. I did so I guess technically I got two books out, but I didn't publish mine, you know. So I did the book and then I did a uh like a small group study guide to go with my book. And so again, it's just kind of similar to what why you, you talk, why you ain't published that, sir? That's but, a whole Yeah, yeah, I know. I need it's to. a whole way that, that people, especially young adults, can be doing small group ministry. Like they may use that just for their small group. Uh, well, so what I do is, if you get the book, I just give, I, I send that PDF, that that ebook for free. So, so that that's typically how I do it. But and publish the ebook and put it for free. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I gotta get. It. See, that's the strategy is coming out. I need to step my game up. <laughs> All right, oh, cool. I got to going to make make it officially too put it out there yeah yeah you're right you're right you're definitely right i need to just stop being lazy man i get so busy you know uh 
like I said, I'm in a, I'm still in the Air Force, and so I got about three and a half years left before I can retire. So I'm constantly doing the mission for the Air Force, right? And then on my free time, I'm doing you know God's mission, and I'm discipling and teaching and coaching. So it, it, it gets it gets kind of busy. But you're right; there's no excuse. I should just go ahead and publish it and, and make it official. So it's already wrote. Yeah, it's already done. So you know what I'm gonna do it. Thanks for the okay. advice. Like what you hear so far. This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you. You can support the show by purchasing a copy of the Blessed Money book or apparel on Amazon.com. The proceeds help us to continue to deliver the Blessed Money ministry. You can continue the conversation on blessedmoney.com or on the Blessed Money app, available on both Apple and Google's Play Store. We would love to hear your thoughts on the show or your testimony on today's scripture. Thank you for your support. And now back to the show. 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 All right, so good. So look, so I'm I'm super excited to hear your testimony because all the information you've given so far got me to the point where I'm about to get ready to go buy all six books and have my wife hot to death at me. So uh, your scripture that you <laughs> your scripture that you uh, wanted to do was uh, Colossians three uh, verses one through two, correct? I I do King James, but I also like to just keep it 100 because I do my own version of when I re- read the scripture anyway. So I like the message Bible. Man, so it says, telling? if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. See, he just, it be talking like I be talking. Act like it if you for real about it. <laughs> um, pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground. Absorb with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Ah, I know I did it. So for 2020, I called it Cultivated Perspective. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was like, 2020, double, double vision. It's going down, blah, 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 blah. And something in me like was like, "Mm -mm, it ain't going to be that easy. And so this pulls out very much a lot of what I was thinking. Like one, if you're gonna be about whatever it is, the purpose inside of you, you gotta act like it. You you gotta stop waiting on the skies to open and it to just be this uh, uh, amazing moment. When the amazing moment starts, when you believe in yourself, you start acting like it. And then the second piece of it is like you know, folks just literally wandering around trying to find themselves. No, I need you to, to 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 get with this thing, to get with purpose, and to pull it out. Because when are you gonna do it? Otherwise, you know what I mean. Don't get me wrong; purpose never grows old. I say that all the time. But at some point, you gotta realize that your purpose is real too, and you gotta stand in and walk on it and do it, and not just be absorbed. Well, I got I got a family. I got a job. I got a whole job to it. I got this to do and I got that to do. But yet we make time to do and everything else we want to do. We make time for mindless entertainment. We make time for Netflix and chill. Yeah. 2020, we done had the whole pandemic crisis where we was in shelter in place. You didn't have none. You didn't have them two hours for that commute. You didn't have that um, having to go take the kids to the back to the daycare, then pick them up. You didn't have none of that. Some folks are all the way isolated, so you didn't have no excuse that you had a brunch. You you didn't have nothing. So let's stop wondering and pondering. Let's let's go on and get on this thing and look up. Meaning, look up to what he's been trying to tell you and trying to have that direct relationship and conversation with you the whole time. Look up, fam. Be alert. Be astute. And let's just go on and act with purpose because you got to see it from his perspective. And so 
back to it, I called it cultivated perspective for 2020 because something in me was like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to put in some work. You're going to have to till this ground. You're going to have to dig deep deeper than what is on the surface, deeper than what you thought it would be. And then as you do that, you're going to have to just, from wherever you at, if it's low, if it's deep, if it's, if it's wide, you're going to have to just pivot, shift, move that thing and see it from a different point of view. See it from his perspective. So that's my one. Do I got a second scripture? Yeah, hey, hey, we, we can take the word all day. So go ahead, give us your second scripture. So my second way is my ultimate favorite. Like, that's why I was like, I said that one. So the segment, and I got to give it to you, the regular version. Like I said, I, I'm going to give you KJV, but then I'm going to give you the 10-year version. Okay. And so it is Ephesians 3 and 20. This my, listen, this is what I be having to repeat to myself when I'm in the middle of the middle. Um, now unto him that is able to do mm, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Bam. Mm. Bam. Mm. Yeah. He's able to do it, but you got to believe and work the power that's in you. He's able to be exceedingly in your life. He's able to be abundantly in your life. He's able to do whatever you can think, imagine, pop up in your head, say with an affirmation, lead with a confession, but it all got to be on what's working in you. You got to... Pr- yeah. Tap into the power. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, that, and yeah. that power is that Holy Spirit that he left in us. But people people got to tap into it. People be thinking all the time, oh, I'm just waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord. It remind me of that story where the guy, uh, where a flood was coming. And the guy was like, no, nah, God's going to save me or whatever. So they sent the boat. And it's like, hop in the boat, man. You, your house is about to flood. He's like, no, nah, God got me. They sent the helicopter. No, nah, God got me. Then the dude ended up drowning. And he get to heaven. He's like, God, why didn't you save me? He was like, I sent the boat, the helicopter, the whole nine, and you didn't, and you didn't move. And so, a lot of times, people would just be sitting down and waiting on God or whatever. But you can see waiting on their purpose, waiting on their purpose, been. right? And then you get the story of the uh, of the talents, the parable of the talents, where God gave uh-huh. one guy so many talents and another guy so many other talents. And if you lazy with it, God don't, God do not like laziness. So, I really love the fact that this particular scripture ties back into what you were saying about having to cultivate, dig down, and put and put your and put the work in man that's just that's just the reality of it i definitely sit well with that yeah so how how's that scripture happen in your life what like what's an example of that happening in your life you know so honestly they both fit for this what i want to share with you so my matters it's not an autobiography but it is from a time in my life where i was stuck in my own head i was literally like away from family it was right after the it was right before the crisis actually i got married oh seven oh eight recession hit and everything and it hit big the area where so you military so you know yeah hampton road virginia is like the mecca of all military like everything there oh Langley my God. there i hate driving in virginia the traffic is <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. Langley Air Force Base is there. For uses is there. The Marines, the Coast Guard, the yeah. Navy. Everybody up there. Every training, everybody there. <laughs> NASA is there. Uh, uh, you see the CIA, FBI is there. Not too far. So F4 Perry. So everything is there. 
And so because of that, it was very transient. And then most of their economy was based upon military, government, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so when the crisis hit, a lot of military, y'all still had orders. So not only was it already affecting the housing market, but then y'all had orders and y'all had to leave the houses. Well, if you can sell them, y'all either had to get the, you know, the thing that they were doing with military, but they were still having to foreclose or short sell. So it was just big there. And then a lot of people don't understand with real estate hit, that meant that property drops, property values dropped. So that meant that schools got less tax money. So schools were having mm. major layoffs. So government was already on a mandate to re- reduce their size under President Obama. So anybody that was working, most of the time, they didn't retire. Whatever plans they had for the next, you know, government, they planned five years in advance as far as their budgeting and, and everything. And so whatever plans they had for higher nutrition, gone because anybody was set to retire they didn't they didn't retire because their kids might have got laid off mm-hmm. and so they had them take care of their kids their grandkids and all that and so you're like saying why are you telling me all that for one my husband and their family had a real estate company and they had just started it in 07 so bam Man. for one i got laid off from the school district see how i'm pulling this together yeah. so i got affected by that but two i got affected by, I worked at NASA, but I was under a term term appointment and I was supposed to get perm when I graduated my MBA. No, 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 folks didn't retire. I already had to reduce, take it got laid off again. And then before all of that, when I moved there, I couldn't even get a job. Folks was like, uh, you too overqualified. So we don't know how long you gonna be here. So we gotta let you go. I'm like, what part of do I need a job? Do you not understand? <laughs> Man, that's, so, that got me scared to get my MBA. Like, like, um, I'm not. I'm sorry, not my MBA, but my doctorate. I'm like, man, do I really need my doctorate? Like, folks gonna try to claim I'm overqualified if I if I grab that. So. Well, what? So we going off schedule. What's the plan that you want to do for for me? My plan has nothing to do with a career. It has everything to do with my business. Yeah. So for so, so so for me, I I got a passion in teaching, but I don't really want to teach kids. For one, uh, I I'd rather just teach uh, government employees and military members, like teach what I'm doing now for the military. And so for that, I don't really need my uh, doctrine for that. But the fact that my master's is in adult education, and if I want to teach at the college level then I would need my doctorate for that. But like I said, I, I'm only going to get it if a job tell me I need it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I just, like I said, a lot of times, you know, especially, let's just be real, for branding sake and for uh, kind of immediate uh, immediate attention to those that may be second-guessing you, they yeah. see them letters behind your name. They be like, oh, oh okay. They, yeah. they ain't playing and they make the investment in themselves and in their business. So for me, I, I, I said that because I, I started my doctorate. I'm, I've been on a sabbatical. <laughs> but <laughs> neither here nor there. I started mine too, but it was not for a job. It was for my business to be able to, one, I'm an advocate learner all the time. Yeah. And I love to learn and continue education. But two, I knew that that would build immediate brand equity. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was why I did. So that's why I asked you that. 
But, um, you know, so all of those things have happened literally six times in seven years. We were either laid off or unemployed. And so it was just like, so then you deal with that. Then you already know finances ain't right. Mm-hmm. Ain't no, ain't no love right either. Like it's drama. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, um, you know, missing family. Like everybody talking about they miss y'all, they miss y'all. I said, well, where that ticket at? I'm looking like where that ticket at? <laughs> you know we broke. You know I'm laid off. You know we laid out. Like where did you put a did you put a ticket in my email? Did you buy me a plane ticket? No. <laughs> like put, did you put your money where your mouth was? Man, don't tell me you miss me when you know I ain't, I ain't got two cents. Like come on, I'm all so familiar with hard. that with the military. I was <laughs> living was in hard. Georgia with my family, and they probably saw me like. Well, they probably came to my house like 10 times. Like, but then like the six years I was in Georgia. <laughs> but I'm sorry, go ahead, continue on. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> familiar with that as well. <laughs> yes, yes. And so the good thing, though, what ended up happening, well, let me go back. And so that was going on. And then I had some health issues that were like flaring up from stress and not having insurance at a time. Or even if I had it, I couldn't afford it. So it was a lot going on and I had got to the point in place where I was like, God, like, why? Like, why? Like, I, I can't take no more, but yet you bring it more. Like, I had dealt with racism. Mm. I thought I had seen it before after living in Texas. Apparently, I just seen country folks. I didn't, I hadn't seen racist folks <laughs> before. Wow. And so, literally, I was just like, okay, you know, God, I, okay, one thing, cool, two things, feel like 20 million things I'm done I'm about to tap out and literally um one day in church because I was still going that's the crazy thing I was numb I was not present Mm -hmm. but I was going and that just probably goes from you know it would always say just just get in the house just get in the just get there and he'll do the rest Mm. And so one day I had went and it wasn't even a regular church service. I think we were in maybe like our 10 days of awe at that time where it was um, just a prayer service. And I remember um, he was my bishop at the time. Now he's an apostle, but he had called me down for prayer or called me down there to talk to me. And he started praying for me and he ended up calling um, the women, the older women, especially and elders to come pray for me. Child, you already know. I, I was by the end of that, I was laid out. <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> I was done. But after getting back up, I was like, I'm not gonna stay like this. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let this take me out. And so I started going to therapy. I'm a big proponent of therapy. Um, I know a lot of times, especially military, if they're listening, I understand it's a stigma. A lot of times, you know, you worry, especially if you're still in service, if they gonna if it's going to be a mark against you, if they're going to find out. I get it. I understand. I got two brothers that was in the military. I understand. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do for you and take yeah. that time. And I know there's a stigma with us as people of color. Uh, just pray about it, baby. It's going to work all right. Or cash your cares upon <laughs> the Lord. Yes, yeah. we can do that. But sometimes you also need additional, especially if you went through trauma, if you went through traumatic experiences, if you're experiencing PTSD, if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with loss of grief, if you're dealing with postpartum, you might need some, not just therapy, but you might need some additional assistance. You might need, you know, 
to, in addition to coping mechanisms and, and tools and tips and just that outlet to talk, you might be, you know, especially like postpartum and depression, anxiety, you might need some additional assistance, like some medication to get you stabilized, some medication to get you sleep because you over here up three hours, I mean, three yeah. days and I went to sleep in three. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole problem, y'all. If that's you and if that's sinking in, you need to do what you got to do and get that help. See that, and if it's others that are seeing it and wanting you to get the help, don't be afraid. Don't feel ashamed. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm not sure when this is coming out, but it's a whole month for a reason to break the stigma, to break the mindset, to break the the the, the stuff that comes around people thinking that their mental health is not important as their physical health, their spiritual health is just as important. Just like you go to church every week, just like you go for a wellness appointment, mm-hmm. a physical, you need to do the same thing for your mental health. And so in the process of going, I got back to writing. Aquitania has been around for over 15 years. Back in the day when we had AOL dial-up and stuff and <laughs> hotmail emails and all of that. And so um, I had stopped writing, but I started back writing. And then in addition to starting back writing, I started writing what now is my matters of book and journal, mm-hmm. but I didn't know then. But I started writing, hey, I don't want anybody else to ever feel stuck. I want anybody else to not know how to get out of their head, jump back into life. And I just started writing it out. And five years later, I got that knock on the door that tapped on my shoulder from the Holy Spirit and was like, you wrote a book. Tanya was like, who? Who is you talking to, Lord? Like, you know, <laughs> where it was, Sam, it was Samuel and, uh, oh, God. It was Samuel and the other priest before Samuel. I can't think of his name. Uh, where he's talking about, who, Lord? Who are you talking to, Lord? <laughs> and he was, and then he go in there and talk to him. He said, somebody calling me. And he said, go back to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, I can't remember the other. Yeah, well, hold, hold on, wait. Was Sam, Samuel? <laughs> I think Samuel was the one who told him to go back to bed. Okay, um, well, who, who, who I, I'm, I'm trying then. to remember. I can't, I, I can't think who it is at the moment, but you remember the story. Yeah, I, I do remember the story, but I'm trying to think who was it. Was he like tell you, tell you, calling me out? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll put it in I somehow. But I think I'm almost certain Samuel was the one who told him to go back to bed. I, I just can't remember. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he kept going, and then finally, whoever either Samuel figured it out or Samuel was the boy, the, the young boy at the time, because his mama was Hannah. So mm. that's why I was thinking it was Samuel, because Hannah um, gave his gave her sons to the Lord once he gave her a baby after crying, crying in mm. um in, in the temple, and so um. He was like, okay, obviously this boy is hearing the Holy Ghost. Let me tell him to go back and listen this time. Yeah. And so, you know, it's the same thing. Like, listen to that voice. Listen to what God is telling you. And that was what happened for me. After, like, me asking, like, who are you talking to, Lord? He was like, I'm talking to you. You've got a whole book in you. You need to go on and write it, pull it out. Matter of fact, add that journal to it to get your mind right journal and use what you wrote and help somebody else because that's your purpose your purpose to help people figure out how to fit the puzzle pieces of life together your purpose is to help people to do life and leadership unapologetically on purpose so as you write this first book and journal go ahead on and pull everything that has been in you the whole time you've been speaking since you was three you've been writing talking with Tanya for over 15 years you've been 
doing what you do for businesses and organizations all your career, which is over 15 years. You've been doing all of this. You've been coaching, helping women, men, young adults, teens in ministry and in the community over 18 years. 10 years time to bet on yourself. Pull this book out of you, but go on and pull out this business out of you and do this thing. And so that is why both Colossians 3 and 1 and 2 and Ephesians 3 and 20 mean so much to me because at my darkest hour, I still knew that he was able to do it. Yeah. And in the times when we didn't have enough, he would show up and he was and he would remind me, I'm I'm well able. That's what my my my, my daddy would always say. He was like, I'm he's well able, you know. But even when I thought there wasn't going to be, he still made a way, you know, even now. You look at us now, you wouldn't think our story of where we were seven years ago, but that's where we were. You know, you wouldn't think that I was dealing with what I was dealing with because I'm doing this now, but I was doing it then. Mm. The difference is that even if I'm going through, and I'm sure you can understand as an author, as a coach, as, um, um, you say you're a minister, right? Well, no, I'm not. I'm not a minister, but I do. At my church, sometimes they do. I do get to preach because we do this thing called a school of discipleship, and they and they okay. basically they're basically teaching us how to be ministers. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, the minister on the way. I'm sure you <laughs> understand and know that just because you're going through, you know, your purpose is way bigger than that, and so you can you can still do your purpose even in pain because you have a whole assignment and a responsibility and so that's what it's always been you know even though I've been whatever I've been through and even now I still know that my purpose has a whole assignment and I can't stop you know and that's why even the Colossians 3 and 1 just that cultivated perspective and just you know staying alert being ready like it's two ways on that I can tell you one I had uh, I had things that I had scheduled for during this time that was out, but I was like, "Am I going to sit here and just be like sad that I didn't do that, or am I going to believe and see it from his perspective?" And his perspective is, "Can you still have an assignment to do? You still have work to do. So figure out a way to pivot and shift and and, and move with what I'm putting in you and, and go there." And so he once again he had me. Like my mama said, can't nobody beat you being you. Nothing beat a failure but a try. So, like you said, back and bringing it back, y'all, I asked him. He's talking about that's an honor, but hey, I asked. I reached out. I bet on, I I, I pitched myself. Sometimes you got to be willing to put yourself out there and all on the line, all on the altar, and not worry about what people say, what people do, what people think, how they going, if they say no. if you doing what he said, he gonna make room and he gonna make a way. And so, being alert, being aware, being knowing that, no, 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 I, 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 he got he got work for me to do. He got a whole lot of time. He got stuff in me. And so that's what that was what it was. Like I, I didn't just sit and waver in what I do. What do I do now, Lord? Like I wasn't just gonna shuffle around and and not know and be. <laughs> be wondering like the children of Israel in the wilderness. I was like, no, nah, I got to pursue the things over which Christ put in me. I yeah. got to pursue it. Yeah. So you got to bet on yourself. You got to put your all out there and know that he won't leave you hanging. 
Man, that man, you bring up so many points. Like I'm, I'm like a kid in the candy store. I don't even know where to even start at. But for first off, I'll say this. Uh, one, I can't, I can't let this go without us clearing this up. It was you were right. Samuel was the boy. It was Eli who told Samuel to go back to sleep. So let's clear that up. He said, but, <laughs> he said I had to break. I had to remember. Yeah, he was like Eli, Eli. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, it was Eli. And so, and so, but when we were talking about that, you were just I, one thing that. And, you know, maybe because I'm just like a Bible geek or whatever, but it really fascinated me. When people say they hear from God, I always, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, well, what do you mean? Did you hear Audible Boy? Did you hear this? Did you hear that? And so I, I appreciate the fact that you kind of broke it down on, on what you was going through. And, and and then you gave us an example from the Bible with Samuel and Eli on, on how you heard from God and, and how that pushed you into your, into what you're doing, into your passion and, and, and doing that. And that's, and, you know, I had a very similar experience. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it today because I talked about it a couple of times on the podcast, but I had a very similar experience that start that that started blessed the money. Um, but then you said something that really touched on me. I think you said uh, you can still do your passion through pain or, or or something to that extent. And man, I thought that was that that was uh, really powerful because a lot of times people talk when we're talking about love, right? A lot of times people uh, look at love as an emotion. And I always say that love is a choice. And, and so if you think about it, when Jesus gave his life up to uh, for, uh, for us, you know, that was an act of love and he had to make a choice. And just touching on what you said, I'm sure that was painful for him. I'm sure it was hard for him, but he's made the choice to do it. And so transitioning over to like, to our goals and what we're, and what we got going on, especially when we're doing something for Christ, the enemy is going to come at us. The enemy is going to attack us. Most of the time he's going to do it in our minds, just, you know, um, um, and then, but we we or have home to life. Uh-huh. home life or finances. Yep, home life finances. I mean, people who love people who closest to you. That's definitely gonna be. He's gonna definitely use them to come come against you. And you got to make that choice to stay. I'm gonna still go forth and do it. You know, regardless of how I feel. You know, like some days you don't. You know, I don't feel like. I remember I had to uh, preach one day. You know, from from the school of discipleship, and like I, I can't even remember what I was mad about, but it was something was going on. I just weren't really feeling. I literally like God, you gonna have to, you gonna have to work with me. And then it ended up being a powerful sermon that I gave. But at that at that particular moment, I'm like, how can I get up here and preach? You know, and feeling the way that I feel. When you know the Holy Spirit took over and it was all good, but uh, but I love the fact that you brought that up as well. But then the, the final thing I want to say about your testimony that I that I particularly touch touch with, um, and the reason why I feel like it's so motivating to me is because of uh, it actually goes back to Colossians. So in the same chapter, yours is Colossians three one and two, but my birthday is March twenty third, and so one of the things I like to do is look up my uh, my birthday scriptures. So and so my favorite all-time scripture is is in Colossians 3 23 and it just talks about whatever you do you know you do it wholeheartedly you do it as if you're doing it unto God and not unto men and I think that ties right back into your uh into your testimony on how you just saying that you got to have that passion you got to be motivated to push for that passion motivated to do that passion and I think it just go back to just going hard you know like if you're going to do something go hard at it and I think in your situation where God was like hey you still got work to do you still got stuff that's God telling you hey man get off the pity potty and go hard go after your passion go after your dreams because what you're doing is aligned with my will aligned with my word and when you align with god you know you're blessing unstoppable in the words of like billy osbrook so you know i i i really i really uh 
enjoy hearing your story. I really connect with your story. And so if we had, if you had to say any final thoughts to the listeners, um, what would you say? Uh, <clears throat> well, one, I wouldn't be who I am without not just my heavenly father, but my earthly father and my mother. Um, I am a PK. Okay. <laughs> I am a kid. <laughs> so my dad, um, Apostle um, Dwight Franklin, and my mom, First Lady, and who I cut <laughs> up with, my cut up buddies, Linda Franklin, I wouldn't be who I am without them and what they instilled in me. And so, um, I had to shout them out first before I speak on my next and um, favorite mentor in what my church? head. What's the church? Bit. Shout out the church too. What are you? Oh, Faith Tabernacle of Praise and Worship Church in Fort Worth, Texas. So okay. If you ever in the area, check them out. They they finally on Facebook, y'all. They old <laughs> school. They finally on Facebook. So they been doing their Sunday services live around 12-ish central time so definitely check them out there as well okay but i had to shout them out before i said my last thing which was my second mentor in my head um well my mentor in my head i actually luckily got to meet him before he passed away um my husband and i at norfolk state when he came to speak there um and that's the late great dr miles Monroe. Mm. and um one of his most infamous sayings and it's literally kind of that Ephesians 3 and 20 that Colossians 3 went into just pull it all the same he says the goal of life is to die empty to go to the graveyard and disappoint the cemetery and so what that means is all of what's in you is not just for you and it's not just for you but it also but it is and does require you to do something with it you have to leave it all here you you can't take, like they tell you, you can't take your money with you. You can't take your purpose with you either. You have to die empty. You have to use it all and use it for his glory and, and, and do something with it. I challenge each of you to figure out the purpose that's already in you, how to harness it, how to live it, how to be it, and how to do something with it. Because I would hate for you to go to the graveyard and give death what it wants, to give the... <laughs> to give it what it what is asking of you if we came in the world as dirt we should go to the back as dirt but the purpose should not be in us if he wanted us to just be dirt he would have never put the purpose in us mm-hmm. he put purpose in us to do something with or to do something with it while you have time and while it is time and just last words as well i thank you rico for being you and to you know for being one that is strong enough and bold and courageous enough to even where you are at, probably in ranking and stuff in the Air Force, but being one to know that you had a deeper purpose and a deeper calling. Yes, you had a you have a goal to fulfill your work and assignment as a mission for where you're at, but you know that there's a higher mission and a higher calling. So you haven't been afraid to mentor, you haven't been afraid to coach, you haven't been afraid to teach, you haven't been afraid to write or reach. You've been doing your assignment and your blessed demony has been blessing others by the work that you do, whether it's been the books, whether it's been working one-on-one with coaching, whether it's been in your discipleship class, whether it's been, you know, with every person that you brought on or the things that you just share on your podcast, you have been showing people what's necessary and what's required 
and what is most important, which is their relationship requires. You've been living it, you've been breathing it, and you would, you've been doing it. And so I just challenge you even the more to keep up, to keep pulling out those layers and to keep pursuing the purpose that's in you because as you get to that next level and as you get to each step that's coming and that even during this time he's breathing out of you know that there's an assignment for everything that he's showing you there's the people that are already waiting for you and that literally there's more testimonies that are coming on the way by you just saying yes I will and yes I'll go and yes I'll do so I'm excited for what's coming I literally believe he has just been in a downloading season for you and he has just been showing you more of who you are that you didn't think anybody would care about and want to know or even need but i'm telling you people need all of that and so mm. i just trust that you will act out on what he's downloading and you will keep pursuing purpose unapologetically man i really appreciate that sister like you know sometimes you just need those words of encouragement to just to just keep going and and i'm not gonna lie you know especially being stuck in the house so long and being you know just sitting here and then you know you may put in all these hours and work to put out something and you may get like 10 views or something you know whatever and again it's not about the views and because I, I firmly believe like if one person is saved and changed from it then it's worth it but like you said, like like we said earlier, Satan does try to play tricks on your mind. And so sometimes I'm like, man, it may just be easier for me to just help out at my church, continue doing that church. I don't need to do the blessing only thing. I'll just continue serving the church. And so just to hear you just kind of just combat the lie that Satan was trying to put in my head, that, that, that really meant a lot to me. And so I'm definitely going to take the challenge. I'm definitely going to keep it up and keep doing, keep doing what God called me to do, do, do. Thanks again for joining us on the Blessimony podcast. Make sure to visit our website, blessimony.com, or download the Blessimony app, where you can continue the conversation from this podcast by sharing your thoughts and testimonies on the scripture. You can fellowship with other Christians or check out the Blessimony blog. Oh, and I almost forgot, if you found any value in this show, we'd appreciate our ratings on iTunes. Spotify, or on the platform you use to listen to the show. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about us, that would be a huge blessing. Until next time, peace, peace.